Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 42 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Almost everyone, hunters, non-hunters, and anti-hunters alike, equate fair chase with sportsmanship. As hunters, it is imperative that we always put fair chase and sportsmanship first on any hunt that we participate in. The problem is that the definitions of fair chase and sportsmanship vary greatly between these three groups of people. If we hunters engage in any activity, either by mistake, perception, or intention, that can be perceived as unsportsmanlike, you better believe it will be weaponized and demonized by the anti-hunter faction for its membership recruitment. There is a calculated effort among anti-hunting organizations to stop all hunting. To do this, they must convince the politicians to pass laws that either stop hunting outright or legislate our sport to the point that the average hunter gives it up on his or her own. Hunters need to understand that the numbers of hunters, non-hunters, and anti-hunters can be represented on a bell curve. Hunters are represented on this curve on the horizontal far right of the curve, and anti-hunters can be represented on the far left of this horizontal line. Based on research on public attitudes towards animal rights, animal welfare, and hunting funded by the NRA Hunters Leadership Forum, the majority of the American public supports hunting. So the goal is to communicate with non-hunters to reach those in the middle who have no strong opinion. If you can vision a bell curve and that far right horizontal portion to be hunters, about 10% of the population hunts. Go to the left side of that curve and if you can envision the far left horizontal on the bell curve, that represents the anti-hunting public about 10% of the public are anti-hunters. What's left in the middle is approximately 80%. And these 80% of people, they may or may not hunt. They may or may not be interested in hunting. They're neutral. But that's a very important group in the middle of our bell curve because those neutral party, that 80%, they vote. And they're watching everything that we as hunters do when bills and riders come upon to be voted on. They're watching our behaviors and actions to determine if that's an activity that they're going to support. So everything that we do has to be ethical and sportsmanlike in the eyes of the non-hunting public. Just as if the anti-hunting community, that very small 10% portion that tend to have very loud voices, 
just as we are not going to switch to their side and become anti-hunters, they are not going to switch to our side to become hunters. Highly unlikely. Again, what our focus needs to be on is that middle portion, that 80% of the non-hunting community. The non-hunting population is what anti-hunting groups are trying to recruit. Non-hunters are just that. They're non-hunters. They do not hunt, but do not care if others hunt as long as it's done responsibly. It is the anti-hunters who use misinformation and obscure the facts to recruit other members. They attempt to play on the sympathies of non-hunters to turn them into anti-hunters. As hunters, we cannot afford to give any of the antis any ammunition to use in their recruitment campaign. One area that the antis like to focus on is called fair chase. In other words, would the given method and technique you use to hunt be perceived by most non-hunters as sporting or giving game a fair chance? Likewise, would your actions be perceived as non-sportsmanlike, giving the appearance that hunters are just interested in killing? Hopefully, every hunter tries to present himself or herself as a true sportsman or sportswoman. True hunters hit the field to match their outdoor skills with game species that have sustained thousands of years of survival evolution. Unfortunately, individuals' busy schedules, advances in firearms and optics, and advances in technology can cause a situation that can, or at least be perceived as, unsporting, denying game their fair chance. We need to keep this in mind and take the time to properly hunt while employing advancements in equipment and technology that ensures the animal has fair chase. This needs to be done not only for the perceptions of non-hunters, but for our own personal growth in the sportsmanship arena. No matter how simple or advanced the technology you employ in the field, the vital portion for fair chase consideration is to be competent to place your shot for an ethical, quick, and clean kill. One area of hunting that is gaining in popularity and can be attributed to the advancements in firearms, optics, ammunition, and technology is long-range shooting. Today's hunters have many choices for ammunition designed for long-range shooting. They can also choose electronic optics that talk to smartphones, rangefinders, and other optics that calculate holdover, bullet drop, or other relevant ballistics. The anti-hunting faction often points to these advancements to paint a picture of non-sportsmanlike behavior. After contacting a few major ammunition manufacturers to discuss their opinions on long-range shooting, sportsmanship, and fair chase, their answers were prudent. Unless you are trained and skilled at long-range shooting at a game animal, such as at more than 400 yards, and you have done your due diligence to be able to make a clean, humane, ethical shot, It is discouraged for fear of wounding an animal and perhaps not recovering that animal. Because hitting a paper or metal target and a large game animal are two completely different things, the National Rifle Association has established a hunter's code of ethics 
These code of ethics dictate that one must do his or her best to acquire those marksmanship and hunting skills that ensure a clean, sportsmanlike kill through proper shot placement. The NRA's Hunter's Code of Ethics are as follows. I will consider myself an invited guest of the landowner, seeking his or her permission, and so conducting myself that I may be welcome in the future. I will obey the rules of safe gun handling and will courteously but firmly insist that others who hunt with me do the same. I will obey all game laws and regulations and will insist that my companions do likewise. I will do my best to acquire those marksmanship and hunting skills which ensure clean, sportsmanlike kills. I will support conservation efforts which can assure good hunting for future generations of Americans. I will pass along to younger hunters the attitudes and skills essential to a true outdoor sportsman. So those are the NRA's Hunter's Code of Ethics. Back to the long-range shooting discussion, today's hunter must do his or her homework before engaging in long-range shooting while they're hunting. According to the major ammunition manufacturer representatives with whom I spoke, hunters who take a long-range shot at an animal must know the ballistics of the ammunition and the performance of their firearm and the optics that they are using. Another example of advanced technology available to hunters is wireless game cameras. Now, hunters can sit in their living rooms and watch specific animals and their movements from anywhere. Hunters should resist the temptation to show their time-stamped pictures of game animals in the wild, stating they plan to take their quarry at a particular time of day. Be aware that this might cause some non-hunters to view you as unsportsmanlike. Suppressors are another piece of equipment that is used by anti-hunters for recruitment into their mindset. They often distort the facts regarding suppressors by saying hunters use them to stay out of earshot while they keep firing at an animal until the animal is collected. Recognize that the antis try to use such false arguments to attract more non-hunters over to their side. Lastly, Sometimes the hunter's worst enemy is their own storytelling that may come across as bragging. You never know who might be listening, especially in public. I experienced this one evening when joining a group of hunters at a crowded restaurant. A couple I did not know had just returned from hunting in Africa and was recounting their stories. The wife started telling the tale of shooting one of the various plains antelope species, using a suppressor. She loudly explained it had taken her several shots to get it and that the herd of animals just stood there. I saw the upsetting looks on the other diners' faces, thinking that the anti-hunting faction just may have gotten bigger if her words were taken out of context. By understanding the importance of fair chase and following the NRA Code of Ethics ensures that hunters act and are perceived as acting with integrity and respect for not only the landowner, but the wild game being hunted, fellow hunters, and the general public. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. 
For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow us on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.